the Dragon Sport Media Podcast. Hello there, welcome to the first episode of the Dragon Sport Media Podcast. My name's Martin, thank you for joining me today. I've got a lot to uh, get through, so I'm just going to get on with things. Going to be talking a bit of MMA, bit of rugby, bit of submission grappling, and uh, to begin with today's show, going to talk about some of the football news. First of all, I'm just going to round up the scores from the weekend. I'm going to start with the JD Cymru Premier League, or the Welsh Premier League, as I still call it. I think most people still do call it that, to be honest with you. Uh, so there were four games yesterday, being Saturday, this being recorded on a Sunday, and probably uh, being released on Monday, just to avoid any confusion. So uh, defending champions, Connors Key Nomads, picked a 3-1 winner, put home uh, to Barrytown. Uh, they still find themselves in fourth, Barry, despite losing, and the Nomads move up to second place with that win. Haverford West won away to Carnarvon Town, 4-1 the final score in that one. Cardiff Met Uni picked up a 1-0 win with a second-half goal at Flint Town United. Uh, that's the uh, nice uh, stadium near the castle, or as me and my friends uh, call Flint, the team with the ground near the castle. I've been a couple of times, actually. It's quite nice. Handy parking as well. you got the whole little castle. So anyway, I'll... Uh, I'll carry on. Um, <laughs> TNS also uh, beat Aberystwyth Town 4 1. That was the uh, only other game on Saturday. Uh, today's only game being Sunday uh, was Pennabon against uh, Kevin Druids. That was 1 1, uh, the final score. In terms of how that all affects the table, TNS are still top, six points clear of Connors Key. Uh, Barry Town stay fourth. Haverford West and Cardiff Met move up to six and seventh, respectively. At the bottom end of the table, Flint Town United are 11th. Only one point off uh, ninth and 10th place, though. Kevin Druid's prop at the table at the minute. They do have a game in hand, though. Seven points from safety, however, so a bit of work to do there. Moving on, Cardiff, Newport and Wrexham also played yesterday. Uh, Newport kicked off at one in the second round of the FA Cup. They beat Salford uh, 3-0. Pretty strong scoreline. They do love a cup run, Newport, I have to say. Goals from Proctor, Armand and Janna in that one. Cardiff also came away with a win in the championship, uh, putting Luton away 4-0. Four different scorers in that one as well. Morrison uh, opened it up after five minutes. Harris added a second one four minutes later. Uh, Kiefer Moore for the Ballon d'Or uh, scored just uh, just on the hour mark. And Shea Ojo, I think he, uh, is he on loan from Liverpool or did he play for Liverpool? Or I think I remember him playing for Liverpool on FIFA at least. <laughs> uh, he made it for High Wilson set two up in that game, so... Hopefully he can keep a bit of form going forward for the national team. Uh, Wrexham managed to grab a draw in uh, their National League fixture. They played Bromley away. Uh, first of all, I do want to say I'm glad to hear Rob Lainton has been discharged from hospital. He came off uh, quite badly in a challenge late in the first half, but hope he's back soon. He is such an important player for Wrexham. I think a couple of years ago during the season, they made the playoffs. He had the uh, most clean sheets in the league, so... Says how key a figure he is for the team, really. And if you uh, want to fight for promotion, you need to be solid at the back. And Wrexham need to get back to where they were a couple of seasons ago like that. I think they're moving in the right direction anyway. Um, anyway, uh, Wrexham went 1-0 down shortly after the restart following the injury. Didn't really come into the game fully until the second half when Adi Youssef headed in his first of the season to salvage a point. Could have maybe added a second shortly after, but I think that's Wrexham unbeaten in the last four now. 
two one nils, four nil against uh, was it Sutton, and then one uh, one today. So they've moved up to fourth in the table, really starting to push on, uh, which is good to see. Swansea also managed to win earlier today. Uh, they were away to Nottingham Forest. Uh, Connor Roberts headed his first goal of the season home just for the stroke half-time. Uh, this win as well moves Swansea up to fourth in the championship, only two points behind Norwich, who were top. And I think Bournemouth is second. can't remember who's, uh, who's in third place. One final result I want to talk about today comes from the North Wales Coast FA Rilland District Sunday League where Real Wanderers FC picked up their first ever win. Uh, they beat FC Prostatin 4-1 today, and uh, Wanderers keeper did also produce a nice penalty save during the match. I'm really uh, pleased these guys managed to uh, get the first win today. I think they've only been training together about two or three months. Uh, their name is coincidentally taken from an infamous uh, Real Sunday League team from the, the 80s, I think, and uh, they're meant to have had quite a bit of success. I bring this up because in the near future we're uh, hoping to do a feature with these guys. Uh, we're going to do a couple of interviews and try and really get a true insight into what grassroots football is like in North Wales. I want to talk a bit of MMA news next. I'm not going to lie to you guys, it's not that recent news. But uh, former Cage Warriors and Titan FC champion Brett Johns has signed with Bellator. Uh, Johns joins the US promoter from the UFC, boasting a very solid 17-2 and uh, fight record. With one of those losses coming up, uh, at the hands of Aljamain Sterling, who is, of course, well, was meant to be fighting Petey and for the bantamweight title in the UFC. I think that's probably going to be rescheduled at some point. I do think this could be a good move for Brett, in fairness. Uh, the bantamweight division in the UFC is very competitive. You've got Yannan still and slugging it out for the belt. Uh, Corey Sandhagen's in there somewhere. Pedro Munoz, who uh, Johns did, of course, beat. Uh, Rafael Sunsau, trying to think of it. There's so many in around the top 15, especially. Um, this move, though, to Bellator will allow Brett to continue to develop his already well-rounded game. And hopefully he can make a move towards winning the Bellator title. I definitely think he's got the ability to become a champion again. He was in Cage Warriors and Titan FC, so he's been there before. Skill-wise, he's got a very solid judo background, really good boxing ability. He pulled off one of my favourite submission finishes in the UFC. Um, submitted a guy called Joe Soto with a calf slicer. I think he did that in under a minute in the fight as well. So he can finish really good level fighters and perform on the big stage. It's also fairly worth noting, not fairly, or it's definitely worth noting, uh, that Brett Johns was the first Welshman to fight in the UFC. We had two fighters on the cards on the same night. Uh, it was UFC Belfast in 2016, I think. Uh, both Brett Johns and Jack Marshman won this fight. It was a great night for Welsh MMA. Two fighters in the UFC, both winning. Couldn't ask for any more than that. The second not-so-recent piece of MMA news coming out of Wales. I mean, it is um, is the first episode. Anyway, um, Cage Warriors double champion Mason Jones has joined the UFC. So uh, currently, we have five Welsh fighters on the roster there. I am quite excited about Mason joining the UFC, I have to say. He's only 25, and he's an undefeated professional. He's 10-0, four knockouts, uh, three finishes by submission. We've had quite a lot of success fairly recently with younger fighters coming through in the UFC. 
Jack Shaw still undefeated there at Bantamweight, 13 and 0 now, I think. Really enjoyed watching his last fight. Uh, made my girlfriend stay up and watch it with me. Sorry about that, Ella. But I uh, do remember I said to her, he's going to wear the guy out for a minute, just grappling against the fence, and he's going to take him down in the second round, choke him out, rear naked choke. And he did. Called it. Asuka. I'm thinking it may be in a guillotine now. I'm not sure. I was tired, I don't remember, I'll be honest with you. Corey McKenna as well picked up her first win recently, so I guess uh, we'll have to see who Mason's matched up against in his first fight. And uh, I guess uh, it's a bit of a question what weight he's going to fight at. I don't know if he's decided yet. I'm sure they probably have. But uh, he did hold both the lightweight and the weltweight titles for Cage Warriors. Another little interesting note is uh, that the last double warrior, uh, double warrior, uh, the last double champion uh, that was signed from Cage Warriors to the UFC was a certain Conor McGregor. So uh, is there a bit of a bit of an essence of something big to come from Mason Jones? We hope so. We really do hope so. In uh, some other MMA news, Josh Reed, Aaron Khalid and Ben Ellis are all on the Cage Warriors 118 card in London. That's going to, I think it's the 11th of December, it's going to take place early December. I think it is the Friday night for that one. Uh, Josh Reed matches up against Liam Gittins, who is coming off his first pro loss. And Aaron is matched up against Sunderland's Justin Berlinson and coming off the back of that 28-second Anaconda finish, I think it was. Anaconda choke over Mick Stanton. Does look like King Khalid's firing on all cylinders, so there should be some fireworks in that matchup. Um, I think Ben Ellis has been matched up against Kingsley Crawford for his fight. I do think that's been rescheduled from early in, earlier in the year. Ben's 2-0 and as a pro, uh, both ground and pound finishes in his two wins. So uh, I think he was undefeated as an amateur as well. So this is quite a stacked card for the Welsh fighters. Cage Warriors 118, that'll be. Moving on to a bit of the rugby news now, I'm going to talk about the Wales game after, but first up, in the uh, Pro 14 there were only two of the Welsh regions in action this weekend, Scarlets and Ospreys both had their games postponed, the Dragons did win, it was 26-19 away to Italian side Benetton, and Cardiff Blues did lose, it was uh, 19-10 at home to Glasgow in that one. Uh, so, uh, with the two postponements, not much else to talk about there. So, as I'm sure you're aware, Wales did lose this Saturday to England in the Autumn Nations Cup, following uh, last week's 18-0 win over Georgia. The scoreline against England probably does uh, reflect, uh, reflect sorry, the performance fairly well. I mean, we didn't play badly overall. I wouldn't say it was a lot more positive than the Ireland game, and I, uh, despite winning, I didn't think we played that well against Georgia. I do think as well we're still very much in the rebuilding phase following uh, Warren Gatland's departure. Um, I don't want to be too harsh on Wayne Pivak. I mean, it wasn't really that long ago he uh, won the Pro 12 with the Scarlets, it was called at the time. I think it was exactly the year before it became the Pro 14. Assume it was that two years ago now? Not too sure. Uh, but I do think one of the main issues uh, with the uh, last few performances, and over the last year especially for Wales, we aren't doing what we used to do well to uh, the standard we used to do it by any means and I mean that in terms of how solid our defensive game was 
and that really gave us the platform to attack and uh, the more creative players to have a bit more confidence and space to move forward into and be able to try those balls over the top. So playing more through the hands, looking to get the forwards into the game. I just, uh, yeah, I think we just need to get back to defending well. Um, give, you know, just giving ourselves a solid platform to attack on. We can keep the scoreboards ticking over because we weren't, you know, we were in the game for a while against England. Just uh, they sort of uh, forced a lot of penalties and uh, we succumbed to that. While uh, while we did lose Warren Gatlin, I think the bigger loss in the coaching department was probably Sean Edwards. He's uh, with France now. That's, you know, being the defence coach, that'll have had always the forwards coach. I'm not too sure which uh, which you refer to it as. But, um, you know, we haven't really got that red wall defensive line that won us so many games. And uh, it's not like we were really playing that quick flow in Southern Hemisphere style rugby under Gatlin. But we, you know, we're moving in the right direction, I'd say, following the England game. Uh, overall, as I said, the performance wasn't awful. Nothing like the Ireland game. Uh, James Botham, I thought, had quite a solid game defensively. Could be a good option at back row, uh, since we are missing Navidi and Moriarty. I was uh, quite irritated to see an article uh, from Wales Online uh, going on about the team we should have or could have picked versus England and had a few injured players in there. So it's, it's like, come on, you can at least try and get behind the guys that are fit. Uh, Johnny Williams as well scored a try, I believe, uh, about this time last year. He played a non-competitive game for England. That was against the Barbarians, but again, be a nice addition to the squads. Every great team needs squad depth, and I think we just need to keep rebuilding under Wayne Pivak and give him a bit more time. I do just want to throw in a bit of boxing news that's come to mind. Um, it is a few weeks old, but it's only just popped into me head, actually. In the last couple of weeks, Liam Williams, the machine... Uh, one of Wales's best boxers at the minute, I think. He's been named as the mandatory challenger for the WBO middleweight title. That's currently held by the undefeated champion, Demetrius Andrade. Uh, the Machine has had a fantastic professional record. He's got 23 wins, sorry, 18 of those by knockout. Uh, both his professional losses did come at the hands of Liam Smith, uh, the scouser who has been announced as Canelo Alvarez's next opponent. So, you know, he's no slouch, I have to say, Liam Smith, very good fighter. Back to Liam Williams, uh, his opponent, Demetrius Andrade, uh, he's a southpaw, he's got a 62% finish rate on his 29 pro fight record. I don't really know what else has been announced in terms of a date or location, probably be somewhere over in the States, but I'll try and keep uh, you updated with developments on this one. But a very exciting development there, nonetheless. I know it's been a, a very combat sports heavy podcast today. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I th- I'm uh, quite happy with that. Um, but I do want to talk a bit of a no gi submission grappling. And a, uh, we've got Welsh lad who's making waves in that at the minute. Uh, Ashley Williams, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and he trains at Swansea. I think he's a member of the Chris Rees Academy. I believe uh, that's the same gym Brett Johns fights out of who we were uh, talking about earlier in the podcast. And uh, Ash is now a three-way world champion for uh, the submission grappling uh, promoter Polaris. He holds the 135, 145 and 155 belts, 155 pound belts, I should say, sorry. And uh, he's also the Pantheon 155, uh, which is the lightweight champion. Also in the uh, flow grappling rankings, which is, um, I don't know, it's uh, just a grappling ranking for, uh, yeah. 
if you know, you know. Uh, he's currently in the top five there now. He's ranked fifth. Uh, for a bit of context, the second place um, in the lightweight uh, category on that is a member of the Danaher Death Squad, Nicky Ryan. So it outlines pretty high level of competition that Ash is competing with at the minute. I uh, did actually recently rewatch his bantamweight title win where he uh, fought Richard Al- Alacron. So I always struggle pronouncing that name as Alacon. I, uh, that was at Polaris 12 in uh, 2019. I was in, New- I think it was in Newport or Swansea, actually, they put that event on. But uh, during the finish uh, to that uh, match, he actually broke Alcaran's arm uh, with the armbar. Uh, the finish came from a nice takedown defence. Uh, Williams, he attempted to transition to the back. Alcon defended nicely, but um, uh, Williams rolled the back takeover, took the arm. It came on really deep, and it pretty much broke straight away. So, uh yeah, that was a pretty rough finish, but he uh, did avenge a previous loss to Richard Alacorn. So, you know, always good to avenge a loss on your record. Uh, Ash was also scheduled to compete at the Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds in Mexico. Uh, Combat Jiu-Jitsu being a submission-only tournament, so uh, no points awarded for control or, like, sweeps or anything like that, like a sort of regular gi Jiu-Jitsu match. But uh, Combat Jiu-Jitsu has the addition of palm strikes, uh, that can, I think you can strike to the face, the body, wherever, just not the nuts or anything. Uh, so you better get working on the rubber guard. I, I want to say Eddie Bravo had something to do with starting combat jiu-jitsu. I don't know. Uh, I think they might use the EBI rule format or something like that. Or I, I think he has something to do with his own combat jiu-jitsu promotion. I don't know if he started it. I might have made that up. Uh, but as I said, Ash was meant to compete in Mexico, but um, travel complications and restrictions unable to make the event, which is a shame, but still triple champion. So uh, with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu being one of the fastest growing sports in the world, to have someone hold three belts in one of the largest promotions in submission grappling is a really huge coup for Wales. It's also a testament to the hours that Ash has put in on the map just to achieve the black belt. I honestly can't imagine what he's gone through. I'm having enough trouble getting first stripe on my white belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but, uh, you know, if there's any good things that can come from this, and uh, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled to see what 2021 has in store for him. That's uh, pretty much everything I've got for you today, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another episode i'll try and do one throughout the week and hopefully one next week as well if anyone has any ideas or topics they want to talk about just message the instagram account that's uh, dragon sport media cymru all one word if you'd like to follow the page i'd really appreciate it i do try and post news updates when i can some ideas for the episode like some current events and whatnot so uh, hopefully hear from you next week uh pal have a good one The Dragon Sport Media Podcast.